We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, February 22nd, and we're back. We're back. The NBA All Star break is over. Uh, so we do have NBA tonight. Uh, check out Grinders Live and Crunch Time later today on the YouTube channel. Subscribe, right? You'll always know about it. Hit that notification bell. Get that likes in. Give me those thummy thumbs. Your first, first, first step in the door. But, uh, we're going to be talking about NHL today because we also do have a big 11-game NHL slate. I was bringing Tim Buell, the purveyor of our of our Discord, uh, who, uh, Tim, uh, I didn't play last night, but from the looks of it, a lot of people uh, did pretty well. Yeah, and there was some big, uh, big goalie news that happened kind of like right before uh, the Bruins game, we had um, Linus Allmark confirmed, and then all of a sudden, Jeremy Swayman came out to lead out for warmups. And it turned out that uh, Allmark was about 25% owned in cash games and because they weren't in the Discord following the latest news. So I was pretty happy that a lot of our subs, you know, were paying attention. You know, I got the news out there, and, you know, it was, you know, that's one of the things you got to pay attention to. There's a lot. It doesn't happen all the time, but I mean, you know, there is late breaking news in hockey, just like any other sport. And we're right there in discord to, uh, to give it to you. Sometimes it backfires on you because what the other day, the Kings switched up their lines. Some more was on the power on the, on the first line, right? They switched yep. more in, in Fiala and I went to switch some stuff, but then Arvidsson got hurt. And then mm-hmm. they went back to the same lines that they they like with within ten mm-hmm. minutes. It's like oh up that nope nope they're not doing that and I'm stuck with an Arvidsson zero in some of my my lineups. But uh, but you should always you know get those that up to date news in our Discord rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Just go there. It's free. It shouldn't be free, but 
you get it there. I mean, even Money Moneyball's like literally posting in, you know, the auto what's going on with Ottawa today and what the lines are gonna be and the morning rushes. And it's it I don't I don't even need Twitter. I just I just need the NHL Discord and I am good. But let's talk about this 11 game slate. Uh from an overall point of view, uh, I think we have I would say, I mean. There are, I think, obviously, on an eleven game slate, there are many places to go, but I think there there are a couple of standout spots on the high end. Uh, obviously, Colorado at Detroit, right? Colorado, you know, power play one, Colorado line one, always, always gonna, you know, with McKinnon up there and Ranton and and uh, you know, Cal McCarr on on the, on the at defender, who although he's on like you know, he hasn't scored a point in a in a while, uh. They're always going to lead, you know, the kind of the the raw projection, right? We see here on our, our DFS stack values page for DraftKings. You'll always see the big green, bright green for, you know, the Colorado one line. But it's also a pretty good spot for, for Tampa Bay, right? We have Tampa Bay. We got, uh, I mean, I think Toronto is going to be a little bit less owned, a little bit, a little bit tougher of a matchup. Uh, and then we also have uh, we also have teams like 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 Dallas against Ottawa, which is a great matchup, and Pittsburgh against Montreal, which is a good matchup, but not necessarily Dallas and Pittsburgh are not necessarily you know the highest scoring of teams, right? right. I think I, I mean they're they're good from a median perspective, but a lot of times they'll score you know four goals. May not see an explosion game. So on the high end, and am I hitting most of? I mean, like I like I normally do. I I take a look at this for like twenty minutes. I take yep. a look at our stack values page. I take a look at our current projections, which get updated all the time. Are those the main like chalky ish spots for today? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure um, exactly how I high owned Tampa Bay one is going to be. Um, I know that having Anthony Sorelli centering that line and going to be on the first power play unit is going to bring the price of that stack way down. Um, I expect extremely high ownership on Pittsburgh. I expect extremely high ownership on Dallas. Um, Colorado, um, they're really expensive. Um, so you can you can do it uh, because of Drew in, but like if you want to get if you wanted to go like McKinnon, Rancid, and Makar, that's a pretty that's a pretty expensive it's pretty expensive stack. Um, if you go the full power play, that's I think around forty four percent of your salary cap right there. So that's that's pretty expensive. I certainly think I certainly expect McKinnon to to carry ownership because people love McKinnon. Uh, he's got an extremely uh, great floor ceiling combination he would be my first click in cash games for sure uh, but for like large field gpps um there are other ways that you can go about it um and then the other thing that i wanted to talk about real quick is that um you know toronto has this kind of perceived bad matchup against vegas which it it, it isn't great by any means but vegas is going to be missing mark stone who is their best defensive forward um, so he would have been the guy that would probably have been shadowing Matthews quite a bit, and he's going to be out for the game. So, you know, that, that does make that 
Toronto team, if they're going to be low owned, a little bit appealing. Like, yes, they're on a back to back. Yes, a back to back going into Vegas, not amazing. But like I said, if they're going to go, if they're going to be low owned and Vegas is going to be missing their best defensive forward, um, I do have quite a bit of interest in them in large field tournaments. What's going on with John Tavares there? Because he's on line three now. I mean, I've been. I've been playing the Ponzi scheme nose and as John Tavares in some of my lineups for the past, you know, two or three weeks. Uh, but that typically, you know, you play him with Nylander on the second line. But now that now that he's on the third line, I mean, obviously 6,600 on the third line and down to the power play two unit, obviously overpriced. But does that actually make Nylander more appealing? Because taking a look at this second line, I mean, who who's going to stand in his way from taking all the shots? Because I, I don't think Domi is, and Bertuzzi's not really someone of volume. Uh, I may have some interest in Nylander. I mean, just looking at his projection as as a as a one off. Yep. But I yeah, wouldn't put so... it past, if you if if, for, if you're not going to play Colorado as an expensive stack. I mean, going with Marner and Matthews is never. I mean, they could both show up with you know three to five points each on any given day, but I agree with you that uh, I don't think they'll be unowned, but definitely under uh, Colorado. And I still think under Tampa Bay because Tim, I mean, people, people know to stack in NHL. Right. I mean, it's, 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 you do get, yes. If you download the CSPs, you'll still find 10, 15% of lineups that are like hodgepodge types of lineups. And same thing for MLB. But so many people stack in NHL. It's hard to get past like Sorelli at 4,400 with his projection is like one of the best value plays on the entire slate. Like in cash games, you're probably playing him on Tampa. If you're not playing anyone on Tampa Bay, you're still playing Sorelli in one of your center spots. But to me, that'll just bump up the ownership. I mean, Stamkos has a great projection for 7,200. And although Kucherov, is lower than than McKinnon. Once you add up, you know that they have even strength correlation as well as power play correlation. I I can't see Tampa Bay being low, low owned today. I I think Tampa Bay will be almost almost if not as high owned as Pittsburgh and Dallas. Okay, interesting. I, I but think only, that like I, like you mentioned before, it's only because of that Sorelli spot because. Uh, if let's say you built lineups without Tampa Bay and you just said, I'm going to build a Dallas one lineup. I'm going to build a Pittsburgh one lineup. Like a lot of these lineups, you're playing Sorelli as a one-off. So like if, if you're just, if right. you're just using something like, like DraftKings, like, uh, like Roto-Grinders lineup HQ, you're using an optimizer, using some type of simulations, like you're just going to get a lot of Sorelli stamp codes. Like Kucherov, I mean, he's the second highest raw point guy on the slate, but I mean, you don't have to play him. But I see a lot of Stamkos, Sorelli. Like, even if, like, look, let, let me see. I haven't done this yet. Like, if I just go into our projections and just run what the optimal is as of like 948 or whatever, right? You get Sorelli, right? You get a lot of Pittsburgh. You actually do. You actually, yeah, you get Sorelli, you get Pittsburgh, you get Dallas. Yeah. And you're paying up twice at defender, but if you if you didn't pay up at defender, 
I just see stamp like Stamkos coming in for like a Brian Rust or something like that, or you pay down for some three K defender. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty simp easier to get to get to a guy like Stamkos. So maybe I I'll I'll change my stance a little. Yes, Pittsburgh and Dallas will be the two highest owned teams, but I I I don't think Tampa Bay is that far behind them. And in right. GPPs, especially on an eleven game slate, like looking at this construction that's up right here, I mean this is I mean this is essentially, I mean Tim, look at this. This is essentially a GPP construction, even though it's the highest median lineup. You got one, mm. two, three, four Penguins. You got. You got two two stars, right? You got a cheap goalkeeper. You got Sorelli in there. Like these are the constructions that I like. It's the type. It's the type of slate where I I may set some type of group rule where I just throw in all these like Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh guys and just say like no more than four. And however See, I it works out stack-wise, then it, it, that's the way it works out. It's, I wouldn't play Sorelli as a one-off, though. That's the only problem. Because he doesn't Yeah, but you shoot. know what people will do? He doesn't they'll play, shoot. They'll play, they'll play him with Stamco. That, that's right. kind of I, the point that I'm making. Is like yeah. smart people will be like, I don't want to play Sorelli as a one-off. Right. So how do I play Sorelli in a correlated way rather than not play him at all? Yeah. And then I wanted to, to kind of like touch base with your uh, John Tavares um you know situation on line three so like a donkey last night i bet his under three and a half shots on goal prop assuming that he was going to be off of the top power play unit uh turns out he played quite a bit on the top power play unit with nylander matthews bertuzzi and lilgren so um he was he was out there on the top power play unit i think he even scored on the top power play unit and he ended up with four shots on goal, so I lost. I lost my prop bet. Um, so yeah, he he was playing even strength with uh, Robertson and um, uh, I believe it was McMahon. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, he, I I think they're kind of doing a little rotating with him, um, and and it seems to be Marner a little rotation between him and Marner on that top power play. You know, at least that's what they did last night. Um, but it seems, I, I don't, I don't really know why they're playing him on line three. I don't know why they would play him on line three and Domi on line two, but it doesn't seem like it's really affecting his power play, uh, usage. Okay. So let's take a look at the two chalky teams. So, I mean, obviously we have Dallas against Ottawa who, I mean, just, I mean, they give up so many goals on average, uh, the prices on these guys have come down. I mean, like uh, one of the reasons why Dallas, Dallas and Pittsburgh are chalky, because just from a price consideration standpoint, it's hard not to be in these matchups. You know, one facing Ottawa, one pl- facing Montreal. So like Hints is fifty seven six hundred, Robertson sixty one hundred, Pavelski's fifty one hundred. They have even strength and power play correlation. You could Heskin and it's down to five K. Right. You even have Jamie Ben on the power play, you know, 3,500 on line three. And then you still, I mean, you could still make a case for, you know, a line two, a, a Duchesne or something like that. Yep. Uh, and against Ottawa, it's hard to see them. It's hard to see them failing from a median perspective. I want to just highlight these two things on from what I gather that 
it's quite possible Dallas does do well and scores four goals, and then you don't need any of these people. I mean, if, right. if, if line two scores a goal and, like, if no one has more than two points, I mean, it is whatever. But if they have more than two points for these prices, you're going you're gonna to need one of these. I mean, I'm much more likely to play Robertson or Pavelski as the one-off than mm-hmm. Hintz as the one-off because Hintz right. is more likely to get there with assists. Uh, and I don't mind playing Heskin as a, as a one-off either because getting you know getting 15 to 20 points as a, at, a, at a defender position is always valuable. Yeah. But how are you, how if if how would you would you play? Okay, so here's the question, Tim: Would you play Dallas differently, or would you be playing Dallas the chalk way and just finding a way to get different? Which is more valuable to you? Um, I would probably overstack Dallas if I was going to play them, like go all out with them. I wouldn't bother, you know, taking a piece here, a piece there. Um, I would, I'd probably go like the full PP one unit. Uh, then maybe even throw in, uh, Harley who's, uh, Heskinen's line mate on even strength. Who's a tremendous offensive defenseman. Also that would, that would be an interesting way of getting different with that, with Dallas. Um, I actually I was doing tags in lineup HQ this morning, and I actually core played Hiskinen, which I rarely would do. Um, I think he's a core play um, just because he's going to play probably 25, 26 minutes, um, which is huge huge minutes, and he's 5K. Um, Ottawa has you know is terrible defensively. Um, like you said, getting offensive production out of your uh, out of your defenseman is really valuable. So. Um, Hiskinen is, is my favorite, um, defenseman in that range. However, our projections love Eric Carlson for Pittsburgh, who's right around that same price tag. So, um, I'd say those well, two let's, are going to let's be, talk, let's talk about Pittsburgh then same yeah. question for Pittsburgh. So you, you're, you're more inclined for Dallas to say, if I'm going to play Dallas, Play all of them. Play Ben also yep. at 35. Just play yep. five of those guys. Flip the entire PP1 unit. Yeah. I mean, couldn't you couldn't you say the same thing for Pittsburgh as well? Because I mean they're 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 their five-man power play one is structured the sa- line-wise the same way that Dallas is. You have three guys on line one, a defender on line one, and then a center from line three, or just a, a, a Right. I mean, Eller's not going to center the power play, but I mean, he's going to just be there. Right. Would right. you? Would you? Because R- Rackle is is. I mean, he's going to be popular. He's. I mean, he's forty five hundred, and he projects for double digits. Uh yeah. So, like, I'm I'm not a big fan of playing. You know, these guys as one offs. But would you kind of do the same thing? Would you just say, well, a lot of people are going to be playing Dallas plus Pittsburgh. A lot of people are going to be playing. Oh yeah. Uh, a, a Crosby, Rackle, Hints, Robertson. Heskinen Eller lineup or something like that. And you just say, I'll either just play five Dallas guys with zero Pittsburgh or just play Crosby, Russ, Rackle, Eller, Carlson in the same way that you do that with, with, with Dallas. I also think a lot of people are going to try to fit in the cheap pieces of Dallas, Pittsburgh, maybe leave off Crosby, maybe leave off, um, maybe leave off Robertson or something like that. And then throw in McKinnon as a one-off. I think that's going to be a very popular constru- construction. Also, um, 
Yeah, Ricard Raquel is going to be extremely popular. Um, he'll probably be like a first click in cash game type of play. Uh, 4,500 in this matchup is way too cheap. So Montreal's, uh, you know, playing on a second half of back-to-back. Um, so, you know, this team's already pretty, really, very, very terrible defensively. Uh, Pittsburgh's been a big disappointment all season, though, and their power play has been a huge disappointment so this is really um you know it's it's a it's Montreal, kind of a Montreal's the perfect team to get your power play yeah, right i know i know i know but that's what the, that's what everyone's gonna think though right you know it's like they're gonna be like so that's that's kind of the thing um but you know it's hard to it's hard to fade pittsburgh at home uh against montreal in this matchup for these prices um i could i could see like I, I think the cash game build is going to be play these play some of these mid-range guys from Dallas Pittsburgh, play some of these cheap guys from Dallas Pittsburgh, and then you're just paying up for McKinnon as a one-off. That, that's gonna be like your typical optimal build. Um, so I think that for large field GPPs, um, trying to like get away from that build or find different ways of of building, you know, away from that um is is a good play for large field jags fan in the chat asked just started playing nhl is nhl cash good to play or is there too much variance well variance isn't isn't a bad thing variance just means that you're that you can profit over the long run period but you may have peaks and valleys i mean the same thing exists for nhl props so like variance it, you could play cash even in mlb mlb has a ton ton of variance the the thing, whenever you judge, should you play cash games? The number one thing is is who you're playing against. So, like the regulars in the NHL cash lobby, you're not going to have an edge over. They may barely have an edge over you. It's like you're going to trade. You're basically trading money underneath the rake. You have to be able to beat someone 55 plus percent of the time, or you need to have people that are in double ups that are playing lineups that project for way too low than they should. My opinion from looking at, at the cash lobby in NHL, it's not the variance that makes me not want to play NHL cash. It's the fact that there aren't many bad players that play cash games. There are more bad GPP lineups, right? Yeah. The random yeah. bad uh, DFS player, you know, where casual off the, off the couch, they're playing they're playing 15 bucks to try to win 20,000 and they're not playing a $10 double up. So, unless unless you're unless you're out, you know, handpicking your your head-to-head matchups or playing three mans or stuff like that, like that would be the reason to or not to play a certain sports cash games than the variance. Like MMA, I do play MMA cash games on occasion because there are plenty of people that make bad MMA cash lineups. If I see that they're putting out, especially in the pay-per-view cards, they'll put out the bigger double ups and I'll go, okay, there's more of a chance that I'm going to get 20% of the field that just for some odd reason, doesn't stack the mid priced main event, like for no reason. And I go, well, then I'm playing cash games this week because there's enough, there are enough spots for the bad players to fill, but I'm not playing the 11 man cash games because Nine of the eight, nine, ten, it's, it's all the same people. 
right? There's not enough space. So this is not like an NHL question. This is more of a this is more of a game theory question, which obviously theoryofdfs.com I do talk about in my courses. So go pick that up theoryofdfs.com. Tim, you, I mean you've never really been an NHL like cash player. I mean, I I have played quite a bit of NHL cash, but I've really kind of moved over to more just single entry GPPs because I think that they're way softer. I think NHL uh, GPPs are probably I'm trying to think they they might be the softest uh, tournaments left in DFS. I I don't play MMA, so I can't speak to MMA. But of the sports that I play, you know, like the four major sports plus golf. I would say that NHL GPPs are, are the are the softest. Yes, I'm I'm shocked a lot of times by by ownership. Right, mm-hmm. I've had to adjust. I've had to adjust my own lineup building. That why do you think Tim? I'm you know me. I'm my Mr. Vomit Stack. I'm the contrarian guy. I'm the guy that's right. how do we get nuts and be different, especially even in single entry stuff where the ownership gets so much more condensed. Right, like you could tell how soft contests are by. How how low how not as chalky the chalk the highest projected lineups are when they should be higher, like in NBA, you don't see it as much. People tend to know in NBA that you know a guy is seventy eight percent owned, he probably should be seventy eight percent owned. And we get these NHL slates where I'm sitting here going, you know, we're sitting here right now going, uh. Uh, Ra- Raquel and Sorelli and kind of these value plays that had Eskinen and Jason Robinson. And, and we go and you're going to look and it's an 11 game slate. So there are a lot of the 22 teams to choose from, mm-hmm. but Dallas will be like 12% owned. Right. It'll be like what? Like, like only because there's like 4% ownership on like Calgary for no apparent reason. Like, just like, mm-hmm. like, People just, I guess, wanted to play. I mean, like, it's a lot more fit when you when you run when you run this through some sims, which I I've had someone else do because I I can't do that myself. The number one thing I see is from the especially from the smaller field contests is that people just don't don't play projections high enough a lot of right. times that they get too sneaky. But right. that doesn't mean you can't play sneaky. It's just that. I wouldn't go into this slate tonight and go, I'm going to X out Dallas and Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay and then build my lineup. Like I, I just, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Like it's, it's, it's quite possible. I, I'll probably play five or six lineups today, right? I typically play the $40, 500 man and the two, like stuff, stuff in that range. Like it, I don't think I'll have a single lineup that doesn't contain at least one Dallas or Pittsburgh player in it. It just, mm. it just may be Eric Carlson. It may just be, it may just be Robertson. It just, but it, it's like, they project right. too well for me to like, I, I'm going to have lineups that are projected 12 points lower than other people's that for no reason. Cause I'll go open up the, the slate and Jason Robertson will be 16% owned when he probably should be 26% owned. I'm going, what am I doing here? Why don't I just play mm. the, the best projected players? Mm. But on the sneaky side, I got I got a sneaky one for you, Tim. Tell, tell me what you mm-hmm. think of this, because people people love the term sneaky because they think that like they they're finding something out that people don't know. What do you think of St. Louis tonight against mm. the Islanders? Yeah, 
So for me, I think that would kind of determine, kind of depend on if we think that Varlamov is going to be chalky. Uh, it's not Sorokin, by the way. It's um, it's it's Varlamov today. So yeah, so like if I can get some kind of like leverage off of a chalky goalie, I think that would make them more interesting. Um, I I do have some interest in that top line, the Thomas. Kairu Buchnevich line. Um, I think that's, I think it's pretty, I think it's okay. I mean, they have an implied team total of 3.2, which is not, it's not horrible, but on this slate, it's pretty low. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's okay. I think you could take pieces from that game. What I, what I like about playing teams against the Islanders, I've learned, is that I get, I get the benefit of two things that a lot of people play the Islanders goalkeeper, right? right? Yeah. Because the way that the Islanders play, they play primarily in a way where the goalkeeper gets a lot of saves, right? They yep. give up a lot of shots on goal and hope that the goalkeeper could stop them, right? Which is great for goalkeeper ceilings, but you know mm -hmm. what it's also great for? Opposing team ceilings because... Right. Like I played, I mean, I played Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh against the Islanders on Tuesday, right? Yes. And yep. and Sorokin was massively owned. Of course, he also got an assist. He so got, he got an there assist. that way also. That tilt that tilted me so hard. <clears throat> but I mean, I I played I played Pittsburgh one, and like they all got the five shot bonus, mm -hmm. right? Or like I try to play team. I, I if Bush, if Bushinevich, like gets the five shot bonus at 55 400. I mean, like I'm in small field stuff, smaller field stuff. Like I'm fine with, I I can, yeah, I can live with sure. that. And if he scores on one of them, then you're going to need him because he has over 20 points. So I like, I like looking for teams that are off the board that do one of two things, get shot volume facing chalky keepers. And as long as they're not like, and if they're at home, that's a little, little touch up. Uh, but as long as they're not like prohibitive underdogs on an 11 game slate, like I'm not going, I'm not like, to me, I'm not playing, I'm not playing, Mon I'm not playing Montreal today. No. Right. right. I'm not, not playing, I'm not, I'm not playing the Capitals. Right. Uh, I, don't, I, I, don't actually, need, I, don't I actually, I, I like the Capitals a little bit today. Oh, you actually. do? I played the Capitals I when I, I didn't have Ovechkin in the right lineup. I I, yeah. I I played the Capitals on Tuesday, and I I didn't have them in the right. I I had Strom and Ovechkin and Oshie and Carlson, and then I had like Snowflake. I I no, what I did, Tim, I said, you know, it would be you know, everyone's playing the Panthers. Mm -hmm. I think the Capitals are sneaky, so you mm -hmm. know what I'll do? I'll play the Capitals in my Panthers lineup, and of course the Panthers crapped right so like so i'm sitting there going i got all this all these points from strom and ovechkin and carlson and then it's like four and a half from barkov and like 13 from kachuk and i'm like really really the chalk the chalk pieces are the ones that failed and ovechkin is the one that's sitting there and i can't even get to the cash yeah so i i don't think i don't think that uh people are going to go back to ovechkin so i kind of want to do that he's still his price went down He's still only like 6,200. Uh, the Lightning are not some defensive juggernaut like they used to be. Um, 
losing Mikhail uh, Sergachev has been a big loss for them. Um, I think the Lightning have allowed the eighth most goals per game on the entire season. So, I mean, maybe you don't have to like full stack Washington, but I certainly don't mind one-offing Ovechkin. Um, and I don't think he's going to be popular because he's in that same mid-range price as Jason Robertson, as, you know, the guys that we were talking about from Pittsburgh, as Brian Rust, as Ricard Raquel. I mean, he's right in that center range. So, like, I don't think – I don't. he's not going to project nearly as well as those guys. His ownership is going to be down. Um, I don't. I really don't mind going right back to Washington, to be honest with you. Um, the one unless he, gets, unless he I, gets the fuddy duddy ding on ownership, like you always have to project someone like Ovechkin to be lower owned than even we project because people just don't like clicking on old people. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's true. Um, the only counter that I would have on your Blues play, like I don't, I don't hate it, but I mean they're they're twenty seventh in shots on goal. You know, so yeah, but they can yes, get that against the Islanders, but it's the Islanders. no, I know, I know, I know the Islanders give up the second most shots on goal, but I mean, the Blues aren't some kind of you know high event team, so that's the only that's kind of like the only issue I have with that. But like in terms of ownership, like nobody's gonna play St. Louis, right? You know, well, I also like, I also like on the Blues that their first line one also is fully correlated with the power play, so yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't feel like I need to pick. I feel like if the Blues score four or five goals, like I'm probably going to get the bulk of them from line one. The problem is like the, the the issue, I like playing those teams. It's very similar to like NFL where like teams that have like the three main guys and then a whole bunch of subsidiary players. It's like, well, you know who to play. It's like, you don't have to try to like pick and just, when you play the Lions in the NFL, DFS, it's like, Okay, well, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is there, but you got David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs and Josh Reynolds and and Sam Laporta and all. It's like, dude, if the Lions can put up 42 points and no one gets there and you don't need any of them for a GPP lineup. So I try to prioritize teams that I feel as if I don't need to guess. And that takes me off teams like I'm, I, I don't play LA as much. I don't play Carolina as much. I don't play even like Vegas that much. Or even the Islanders to a certain extent. I mean, some of these teams, it's like I'd much rather. I, I mean, I look through some of this and I go, I go like the Devils. It's like, dude, like you could pick eight guys on the Devils, right? Mm-hmm. Some are obviously, obviously Jack Hughes <laughs> is the best of the bunch, but. And any of the top two lines could score at any time. And then you get line three, you get the power play one, right? At least for a team like Montreal, it's like, yeah, pretty much everything goes through the, the top, right? Colorado right. on the expensive side, you get Colorado and you get uh, and a team like, like Nashville. Like I'd much rather take shots on those types of teams in good spots than take on a team in a great spot that has like, I feel like I, I, who, Who's the one who's the one that scores? I mean, right. let's take a look at the Rangers. Uh, we had news in the Discord. Uh what's going on with the Rangers with, with Panarin? Uh, oh, Panarin, Panarin or VC might be sitting out, so they called up some kid from the AHL. But that's just I just posted that as a precautionary, just so people knew there might be news 
out of the Rangers. That's all. Nothing huge. Nothing huge. But I just like people to know that there might, might be some injury news on that team later. And they, they're not having morning skate. So we have to wait for the presser probably around 5 p.m. from the coach if we get any info from him on that or not. So, like, if Panarin, if Panarin, if Panarin were to miss, you know, that's a big, that's a pretty big void, you know, to fill. And so, um, that I don't, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, may, maybe that would give a slight boost to guys like Zabinajad and Kreider, you know, on, on that first power play unit. But um, really, I don't think that's like sl- like slate breaking um, kind of news. And if VC were to miss. That wouldn't mean anything. That right. That would that wouldn't mean anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could make the case that if, if Panarin misses, like it just makes the Rangers worse. You could certainly make that case that it's like right. So it's really like, oh, well, well, who's going to get his power play time? It's like, is it going to matter right. when? Right. When... <laughs> yeah. So is there is there a team that's off the one? I mentioned St. Louis. So is there a team that's not like close to the chalk or anything that? I mean, there's always, I mean, you could always, I always take a look at Vancouver and go, they never project well from a median standpoint, but they could always come out and score six goals. I mean, that's a contrarian way. You're giving up a lot of median projection by doing so. But is there a cheap, let, let, let's talk about it, because we have these mid-range, we have Dallas, we have Pittsburgh in the mid-range. We mentioned Tampa Bay with Sorelli, right, on the, on the high end with Kucherov and Colorado, we have Colorado. Let's say you wanted to play a Colorado one type of stack. Let's say you wanted to play McKinnon and Ranton. Yeah. Right. And Lekin in, if not Druin or something. And let, you know, now it's like, you can't even afford Dallas one. Like you can't no. even afford some of these things. Is there, is what, what would be like the, the vomit stack would it be more likely to go for the bad team on their power play one unit, or are we looking at like these like second lines? I would go, I would go like Pittsburgh three, something like that. Really? Yeah. You got Lars Eller who's on PP one. You've got Riley Smith, who's at least a decent winger. Um, And then you got, then you have Pustin in, I believe also. And so, you know, that's a super, super cheap line that I would consider throwing in with, with McKinnon and ranting in um let's you know i'll see what we got left for salary but you know i'll throw in i'll throw in mckinnon ranting in uh drew on drew in um gotta find him here but we maybe maybe we should do mckinnon ranting in mccarr and see what that gives well, I mean, I still throw in Druin because if you're going to play them all, you might as well play the cheap piece, right? That's alongside them. So we put in Makar, yeah, right. So we get average, and we have to put in a goalkeeper. Let's put in the the Montreal keeper, right? Allen. Let's put in. Let's put in Saros. He's seventy one. That leaves Saros. you twenty nine. That leaves you twenty nine seventy five. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Player. You can't do this. I mean, you. Now this well, is. This, you, I don't know. You, why can't you? You could go at, at Lars Eller at thirty one hundred at center. Okay. How much I mean, is Smith? Uh, Smith Smith is thirty seven. Yeah, you're gonna have to be able to find a 
two twenty five hundred dollar like defensemen. Yeah, no, you can't even go. You can't even do that. Hmm. That's why I said I mean, take that's... out McCarr. That's like 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 fine. Take out McCarr, but you still have forty twenty. I mean, even at this point, let's say you put in Lekkonen into this. So you play, and you take out Bruin. So you got thirty eight sixty left for all these spots. Right. Like that's more more doable. I mean, now now I mean you take out McCarr. I don't think you really are playing McKinnon, Ranton, and McCarr together. You're playing two of those guys, and even if you th- even if you throw in Druin, you obviously you're taking up a winger spot in the process, right? Thirty-seven seventy-five. I mean, you could play you could play a lineup like Eller, and you could still play Carlson, right? To go along with that, right? Yep. Well, Ron Carlson, Eric Carlson. Right, and you could play. You could play Riley Smith, and then you have to find a twenty nine hundred dollar just punt defender or something, which is very really easy to do. Right, and I mean, that could be anyone. I'm yeah. not a big fan of this construction tonight, but this mm-hmm. is a way that you can do it. That's not going to be a chalky way of playing tonight. Ah, eh, you sure about that? The chalky way is going to go all those mid range stars and penguins guys. Right, but I'm just saying, if you're playing, if if people are playing a McKinnon ranted in lineup, I mean, it's going to look something like this. If you right, if you look- left off if you left off Carlson, I don't think that would be chalky at all. Like if you okay. played that lineup, you know, without Carlson, right? I, I don't think that'd be chalky at all. Okay. And then you know sometimes you know I'm pulling up our you know DraftKings NHL DFS stack values page, and I think our top our top value is hit one but they're also you know kind of expensive so in terms of cheapy you know value they um we have st louis three also as an option we've got vegas three as an option uh pit two pit three they're up there also as you know even uh even strength uh kind of bottom feeder lines that i think are that i think are decent i think vegas is in a really really interesting spot tonight because uh they are missing stone, which kind of um, hurts them quite a bit. But like Nicholas uh, Waugh, I think is 4K. Um, he's going to get the bump up to you know the first power play unit. Um, right. And so... how many how many people are playing March Assault tonight? I don't think I mean, exactly. He's right. going to be like three percent owned. Right. You know, and and Vegas is, Vegas is playing at home. They have a three point one eight total. Um, you know, so I, you know Toronto's on the second night back to back. They're playing their, they're playing Martin Jones. Who I mean, th- Toronto's goalkeeping is is pretty bad anyway. But Martin Jones is definitely the, uh, in my opinion, the inferior of the two goaltenders. So I think Vegas is super interesting as a contrarian stack. And I also think that LA three. Um, I think that's Dubois, Byfield. And I cannot remember. Yeah, they did well that yet, but LA three did well the other night. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think yeah, they're they gonna, have Lewis. It's, it, they have Lewis listed now. Lewis, okay, all right. So, because obviously Arvidsson is out, right? So like Aliyev comes more into the mix now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, LA LA um, LA three is interesting too. Uh, LA is just I dude. LA to me is like it is 
even more frustrating than Dallas. I play <laughs> Dallas one and Dallas two scores. You play Dallas two, Dallas one scores. You play line two on LA line one scores. You play line three, line two scores. Carolina's that way also. I just like I tried. I I just hate those situations. But here's a question right. from Jags fan. Obviously, we're here. If you're new to NHL, obviously ask your NHL questions in the chat. Not quite keen on the ins and outs of hockey. Do the do the third and fourth lines play much? Yeah, I mean it. It really not all lines three and four are created equally. Um, as a general rule, I would throw throw out most line fours. Um, there are some people, players on line fours that do get power play exposure, usually on the sec- second power play unit, which usually plays around thirty percent of the power play time. So. Generally speaking, I would throw out guys on line four. Line three is very, very team dependent. Uh, some teams play their line three equal to their line two, even equal to their line one. So it's really about ice time. Um, there are, you know, so it really depends on the team. It really does. Uh, but also the contest size that you're playing will dictate how much, how much are you willing to give up time on ice? So, like, large field contest, obviously, you could spread out because you have to beat so many more people. There's so much more leverage. There's a top, higher top prize. But if you're playing stuff that, that me and you play, Tim, I mean, I don't know about you, but, I mean, I, 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 mean, I don't even play. I rarely play guys. I don't play power play two units. Like, unless right. they're, like, fully correlated on, like, the second line right. or something like that. It's like I'm primarily right. I'm primarily playing for this 100 to 500 man fields. I'm primarily playing even strength lines that get at least 18 plus minutes of ice time together and power play one units. And, like, and typically favor teams that have high gold totals and like you don't have to you that the ownership is inefficient enough that you don't really have to sacrifice as much projection as you think for those 100 yeah. to 500 field contests the larger field stuff you could get more off the 5000 man field you could get much you could get much more off the board but even then like i don't know if i'm playing like Detroit's third line on um, like, I, I don't, even then I don't, I don't think I'm getting to, to, I'm going to play like Holmstrom on line three on the Islanders as a one-off. Like, like it's just right. like, you no, know, you wouldn't like, do, you don't need no. to do any of that. No, you don't have to do that stuff. So it's very similar to, and, and like, if you compare it to NFL, right? Like there's a point in which like, Oh, you can play. The wide receiver three of like you could play Jawan Jennings on a on a mm-hmm. slate where the 49ers have a 32 point implied total. Mm-hmm. But like you wouldn't play like the fourth receiver on the Panthers when they have a 16 point implied total on the road. It's like like you don't you don't you don't need those guys. Like what do you what are you doing? Like like for that that guy's three K, you could find a three the three K wide receiver two on some decent team that is getting more you know targets now. Like play that guy, even though he's like twelve percent owned. Why are you sacrificing so much projection? So like as a general rule, 
Like I I don't know the I don't know when I when I I don't think I've ever played a line four ever. No. Like literally ever. I don't think I don't think I've ever played a line four either. And line line threes, I'm typically only playing from teams that play like like they're like Calgary line like earlier in the season, like Calgary line three or Carolina line three, like guys Seattle, that kind Seattle, of play all Seattle line three. Seattle, Seattle line, three. line three, right. That's a great that's a great cheapy line. So no, so yes. I mean one thing that that's that's good that could answer a lot of these questions is just like signing up for Roto Grinders, right? Getting our projections and just building stacks. You could do it in lineup HQ and just you know build and see what this looks like. Put in put in your line four stack and go, okay, what would be the best lineup around this line four stack? <laughs> and then you look and you go, wow, this lineup projects 18 points lower from a median than like a normal lineup with like a right. Dallas stack in it. And you go, oh yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be doing those things, right? Even though it's like, yeah, you're going to get them at half a percent of ownership. You're going to be the only one in the 222 with line four, but Good luck with them getting there in nine minutes. Like, have, right. have fun. Have fun with that. Have fun with the right. a line that the, the 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 top guy that's on power play two still only gets fourteen minutes of ice time. Right. So, anything else? Anything else on the slate that you'd like to point out before we get out of here? I don't. I don't think so. I think we covered quite a bit. Anything that we didn't cover, you could get in our Discord rotogrinders.com slash discord. If you have any questions, just like Jags fan, right? Any if you're new to NHL DFS or even to props, right? We have the props and pick them package here at Roto Grinders. Our projections get updated very regularly. I like the fact also, if you haven't noticed, if you haven't if you're not in our Discord, uh, we have bots in all of our channels now that tell you when the project when each sports projections has been updated. Yep. So if you pay attention, I mean, obviously you could reload lineup HQ and it'll show you the timestamp, but like we see in the NHL channel a lot that, that uh, Dane Moneyball 16 will post. It's like, Oh, this line, this guy moved from this line to that line. That's the only change. And then like 22 seconds later, the bottle go NHL projections updated, which means that obviously that, that change is now reflected. Now, a lot of times those changes don't really, really change much, right? It, right. it changes one guy's projection from 4.47 to 4.83 and another guy's from 5.29 to 4.81. Like these are guys that you're not playing anyway, but at least you could see in real time in the, in the discord, like when the news that has been posted is now updated in the projections. So you, you can get all of that here. Click on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. Are you going to be on crunch time today, Tim? I will not be. I'm only doing NHL projections today. Okay. But we do have crunch time and grinders okay. live for NH, uh, for, for NBA later tonight. We obviously got NBA, the NBA props and pick them that uh, you could take a look. I mean, it's they're back from all-star break and we still have to worry. Like, are, is someone going to sit for rest? You've been rested, people. I mean, hello, you've been off for five days. Why do you need rest? Right? This is how ridiculous the, the, the NBA has gotten. Yeah. Uh, and my, lastly, just so I could get uh, all the questions in, 
Just hit that thumbs up button. We always appreciate the questions. Do you guys like Nashville tonight as a late hammer? And is there any strategy for spring training DFS? Or am I a degenerate? I have no thoughts on playing spring training DFS. I have never played spring training DFS. Um, but Nashville but playing Philip Forsberg is, is always an option on any slate, right? Or or Roman Yossi. I mean, he he's he's a, he's a really good fantasy player. So um, I don't have a I don't have much of an issue getting to a Forsberg Yossi two man something like that. Um, I like Saros as like a value goalie also. Um, but I don't have like a I don't have like a ton of interest in Nashville. Like they have a two point eight seven total on the road. Um, that's that's real real bad on the slate. So other than Forsberg or Yossi, I, I don't have much interest in Nashville. And as far as uh, spring training DFS, I've never played spring training DFS. Yeah, me, there me has either. to be there has to be a strategy though. The thing is, is that why don't I play spring training DFS? It's because the, the prize pools aren't worth me figuring out what that good strategy is. So right. I never bothered to play it. So maybe the co- correct answer, Michael, is you are a degenerate. <laughs> maybe that that is, that, is, that is the correct answer. Hey, if you could find an edge, I, you know me. If you could find an edge and it's worth it for you to do, go for it based on the time and the resources that, that you put in. So if this, if I if, if this if I just started playing DFS like I did back in 2015 and had a you know thousand dollar bankroll or something like that, finding you know the edges in spring training DFS and grinding out 20, 30 bucks a day doing that would be well worth the time at that level, but it may not be for the level that you're at now, right? The time that you put in. Look, look at look at uh, NHL stuff like I could build a model like Dane has done for, for Roto Grinders for NHL, but it would take me a long time to do. And I'm pretty sure I still wouldn't be better than Dane. So why am I, why am I bothering to do what? Why can't I just become a Roto Grinders premium member and just have that, all that work done for me? Same thing with NBA props. I NBA models, Tim are not hard to do. No, right? they're not because most most of the most of the the differences is what you think the minutes and the rotations and the usage are. I would assume we have a projections team that does. Assume... We have a team that literally is an expert on that. How am I right. going to do that better? I, I I'm not going to wake up at seven in the morning and spend two hours doling out minutes to all the teams and seeing that the how did the rotation the court IQ and how did the rotations work? Like, dude, I outsourced that. The Roto Grind. Right. We have five, six, right. seven people that that right. is their job. So right. from a time perspective, dude, if I could just pay a monthly fee to have that done for me, and I'm just I'm just gonna do just gonna do that. And the stuff that I can outsource, that's the stuff that I do. And a lot of that is is analyzing contests, right? Is this worth? Is NHL worth it to play? Is this type of contest? Is and what are the best lights to play MMA cash on? Like that, I'm figuring out where I I spend more time figuring out where to put my money than the lineups and the bets and everything that I make. And like where where's the best edge for the least amount of time? Yeah, I mean bankroll management is something that you can't outsource either. 
that's you know i think one of those forgotten things that people don't think about when they dive deeply into uh dfs so so you're telling me that uh, uh michael shouldn't put uh a quarter of his bankroll a day on spring season. no definitely do not put a quarter of your bankroll into mlb preseason definitely definitely do not do that Okay, doke. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Give me those tummy thumbs. It's free content here, people. The least you could do is hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know whenever we go live. Tomorrow, I got Squirrel Patrol on. We'll be taking a look at the, the UFC Mexico card. We got two five-round fights. Uh, nothing nothing that's over lightweight, so uh, should be entertaining. We'll probably talk a little bit about NBA tomorrow as well. So uh, So check that out. And we're back. We're back from the All-Star break. We're back on a normal schedule. We got like 33 days or 34 days until MLB is back, right? So that we're, we're in good shape. So uh, so stay tuned for all of that stuff. And, uh, and I'll be here for you for the foreseeable future, Monday through Fridays, talking about all things you're thinking about. Daily Fantasy, props and pick them on Roto-Grinders today. <laughs> 